Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I have a one, we have a wonderful guest tonight, and we'd like to begin with a word of prayer before I introduce her. Lord, we ask for your spirit to be with us tonight, that the things that are said will be pleasing unto you, and we're grateful for this opportunity. Pray your spirit to be with us. Help, uh, help us say things that will touch hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amy Lindbergh, we're happy to have you with us tonight. Oh, thank you. We visited with Doug a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and he did a wonderful job and was able to share his story. And so we'll get into his, how he impacts on your life in a minute. But uh, tell us a little bit about your history. Uh, I was brought up Methodist. And okay. um, my parents are very active in the Methodist church and, um, you know, baptized as a baby and yeah. confirmed when I was in eighth grade. That was the sequence that was followed. and Confirmed in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then you become a full member of the church. And at that time, I just um, recall that, you know, there wasn't much going on for youth, you know, the older youth. Yeah. And so you... Um, I just kind of started falling away. My yeah. parents kind of were disillusioned a little bit with some changes that were going on. So in the in the Methodist in the church. Methodist church, and so um, you know, as they started pulling away, then as I graduated from high school, you know, I don't remember much from high school of, <laughs> of going to church yeah. that much, um, and then you know went into college and just kind of entered that whole culture of of uh, lifestyle of, of the, lifestyle, of the and you know. <laughs> Questioning yeah. everything, you know, you well, just was, learn how to question, and, and especially questioning, is there really a God? Oh, really? Was mm-hmm. there a God? Was that one of the things on your mind at that mm-hmm. point? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. How was your relationship with uh, Jesus at this point, say? Well, it's interesting because I think back that when I was a freshman in college, there was a group of students who came around to the dorms and asked us to, you know, um, what did we base our lives on? You know, who was mm. at the center of our life? And I think at an early age, I had learned how to tell people what I thought they wanted to hear. And so I told them, you know, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Because I knew they were there representing (laughs) representing organized religion of some sort. And And were your parents uh, then, they were teaching you about Jesus and grace and the things that the Methodists teach? Um, or trying to, at least? Not at that time so no. much, I oh. think, because, you know, they were disillusioned. A lot of, they had helped form this little satellite church. Oh. And um, there had been changes in pastor assignments and things like that. And okay. a lot of the people had um, actually left it. Oh. And um, so they, they were trying to stick it out because they felt they should. Yeah. And um, it just kind of disillusioned us. You know, yeah. my mother would come home from church, and I think... At that young age, I was thinking to myself, well, if this is so great. How come when we come home, she's always crying and she's not happy? And, 
you know, okay. that kind of thing. So you ran into the kind of a period of inactivity from everything, I guess, for, mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. and what, so what happened after that? Mm -hmm. Well, what then, you? Um, you know, finished school and, and got married and moved to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Lived there for 25 years and just enjoying life <laughs> uh, and not practicing any, you know. No religion, uh, really, at Formal all. religion at all. Had you I heard of, oh, go ahead. I'm just sorry. considered myself agnostic. Yeah. At that time, I defined it as you know, knowing that there is some being, but is it really a god? That kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're just kind of out there floundering, or whatever mm -hmm. you might say, religiously at least. And had mm -hmm. you ever heard of the Mormon Church at this point? Um, the only thing I'd ever heard was, you know, just when I was a kid, my father had said some, you know, there was something on the TV, and. Uh, <laughs> He just said, well, I'd never move to Utah with those bigamists. Oh. And so that was the only thing I'd ever heard, oh, you know, with about. The, mm -hmm. With the polygamists and with all that the stuff. the polygamists, huh? yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, so now you, you're married, and do you mm -hmm. have children with this first husband? And, no, no oh, children. Okay, mm -hmm. and then, but you eventually divorced. Mm -hmm. No, he passed away. Oh, he passed away, I'm sorry. He passed okay. away, and, um, and then Doug and I... Uh, met and and well we knew each other before that and uh so um we got married and then we decided we wanted to have children together because yeah. uh, he didn't have any in his first marriage and i didn't in mine and so oh, okay. we were both finally ready yeah and uh we had a daughter and and um it took us about five years yeah. Okay. To to get pregnant and yeah. stay pregnant and all of that. And you were so, little older parents then, right? Yeah. yeah. We were. I was in my early forties, and Doug wow. was already in his late forties. Wow. And so you know, it took a little effort, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just started right away thinking that I wanted organized religion in my life to help develop those values and goals. Oh, really? Um, the morals. Yeah. You know, I thought. Uh, I'm a teacher in the public schools, and that's what I did in Albuquerque, and oh. just saw so many kids that were lost, yeah. and you know others that seemed to be well-rounded, and those are the ones that had some sort of church experience. Some church, and mm -hmm. so you wanted to raise your daughter with that kind I of wanted to raise her with that. values. Mm -hmm. And now Doug was LDS. Doug was inactive in whatever well, he was doing too, because okay. when we got married, I mean there was no question of whether. You know, religion wasn't a question. We were both practicing our own kind of <laughs> <Okay>. thing. <laughs> All right. But then after a few years, you eventually, or he actually became a little more active, or he, was, LDS Church at least became one of your options, I guess. Well, as um, we started looking, and we started to have discussions about it, and I wanted to shop for a church. Okay. And... Um, because of all the, the difficulties with getting pregnant and staying pregnant and that sort of thing, I never got around to shopping. Oh, okay. And so um, had some real close calls, and you know, Doug at the time had prayed and said that he wanted to bring up his daughter in righteousness. And um, I'd been praying and you know, knew, you know, was coming around to the fact that there is a God, and you know, it, I was coming around to that okay. whole thing that I was turning to God for yeah. things. And... Um, so, uh, let's see. No, no, did your Methodist religion or background start coming again back to you when you say you're turning more toward God and trying to get values or? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I really, now, you know, I'd gone through the period, I think, you know, growing up in the 60s and 70s where it was like, well, we can teach values without having 
yeah. church. Religion and church. And then, you know, I just did the complete 180 and said, well, <laughs> no, I think I do need help teaching values because I've seen kids who, you yeah. know, just are really messed up. Yeah. That, so you shared you know. all this with Doug, mm -hmm. and then what, what was the decision, or what did well, you so decide? Well, so then, basically, we were still going to shop until um, uh, after um, delivery. Um, I had congestive heart failure, so, uh, and our daughter was a little bit premature, and so, you know, he was praying a lot, yeah. and he was ready to, to move. And uh, I wasn't ready to move <laughs> anywhere other than, you know, taking care of myself and the baby and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And so he uh, got us going to the Mormon church and, oh, okay. and started looking at it. Um, I think, too, is, you know, because I was going through those experiences while I was in the hospital, they sent um, this cute young couple that came up and brought us a present, and they gave me a blessing. and Latter-day you know, Saints. Latter-day okay. Saints, yeah. Uh -huh. And my mother-in-law was instrumental in that. You okay. Because she had asked my husband, is it okay if we send someone to give her a blessing oh, okay. and things like that. and. Um, you know, I'd been in the family for five years now and just really loved the people and the right. family and, right. and um, was just amazed that long distance, you know, they held a shower and, and wow. videotaped it and sent presents yeah. and, you know, I was just in awe of some yeah. of the, you know, some of the things they were the doing. The niceties, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you eventually take the missionary lessons, right? Mm -hmm. How did that go? Uh, because Doug said, you know, the easiest way to learn is let the missionaries come and talk teach to you, you yeah. and teach you. Uh, because I obviously wasn't getting out and doing the studying on my own. Yeah. You know? And so that's what we did. And just started bringing them. Um, I think uh, for me, um, the biggest transition was I've come to, you know, when they say pray about it, if, if it's true. Right. I did pray a lot and I realized that Jesus Christ was true. Oh. And that I did believe in Jesus Christ. I yeah. believed in him being more than just a man. Yeah. You know, that was able to do great miracles or any, you know, even when the missionaries things. were teaching you, even when the missionaries oh. were teaching me. And so then I started thinking, well, you know, maybe I can develop a testimony of Joseph Smith too. Yeah. Uh, but they would ask me questions like, what do you think of the Trinity? And, um, you know, I would just say, well, it's three in one. Oh, we think the same thing. Okay. But it really wasn't defined beyond that. So anytime they would ask me a question that was Christian related, you know, I didn't realize the definitions were different. Yeah, the words and, are the same, but mm -hmm. definitions the are different. The words are the yeah. same. The and um, I was told that the Mormon church was a Christian church. There you were. And that the Book of Mormon is just another testament to the Bible. Yeah. You know, they made it sound like it's just the third book of the Bible. Yeah. Um, did they start having you read the Book of Mormon? And did you read it? Um, I did not read it before I became a member. No. Oh. You read in it, I, I imagine, right. you kind of mm -hmm. knew the gist of the story. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Did you ever pray about it or pray about Joseph mm -hmm. Smith then? Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. But that was when I got more of a testimony for, for Jesus. For Jesus, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. And just figured the other would come. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, so you get baptized. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Your daughter's born, now you mm -hmm. get baptized. Mm -hmm. and, and another big influence there was I had to go back to work after okay. three months, and um, I needed someone to care for my daughter. And neither one of us had family there. Okay. And so we had started attending the uh, Mormon church. Right. And uh, Doug said, well, why don't you call Relief Society? Because I'd been interviewing people just through ads in the paper. Yeah. And there was always something that <laughs> I did not like, you know, and says, yeah. I'm never going to find someone I'll be happy with <laughs> taking care of my baby. And uh, he said, well, just call Relief Society. And I had no concept of 
what that was. Right. You know, so, you know, I, after, you know, bad interview, I, thought, I broke down and said, okay, I'll call this Relief Society. And it turned out to be the most wonderful woman in the world. That would um, come and take care of your daughter. That, yeah. yeah. I mean, she was just amazing. Well, and to this day is, you know, amazing. She's my daughter's, you know, second mother. Oh, that's And, um, you know, just wonderful people that yeah. really reached out to help us. Yeah. You know, and as we, um, you know, I think, too, is just all the fellowshipping that took place. I had a newborn as we entered this new church, so that yeah. brought a lot of attention. Right. Because the Mormon people love babies. Yeah. And, um, you know, so they were on the same plane that I was on at <laughs> yeah. that time, you know, so mentally. So you're very active then, mm -hmm. and, and then mm -hmm. the year, year passes, and then what happens? Uh, year passes, and then um, my husband's like, okay, you're ready now for your endowments. And I was very, very nervous about that because I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. I had no concept, even though I'd read the Pearl of Great Price and the Doctrine and Covenants by now because I'm trying to figure out, you know, yeah. what this is all about. Um, I was real nervous, but, you know, uh, there was always a, another couple who had just gone through, and they came. And, and they came through it, okay. And, and they came through it and, you know, yeah. really impressed upon me that it's okay, you know, you'll learn it as you go, that yeah. kind of thing. And right. so, um, and of course, uh, my daughter's caregiver was the one who was my partner to help me through it and mm. that sort of thing. So yeah. I had a lot of encouragement and, yeah. and positive um feedback when yeah. I would say I was nervous about it and I didn't think I was ready and they go, oh, you're ready. Yeah. So how was it going through the temple? Which so temple did you go we through? We went, uh, at that time, Albuquerque didn't have a temple, so mm. we went to the Mesa oh. temple. And how was that experience? And uh, that experience was, um, you know, by then you've taken a trip, you're there, you're committed. You know, it better be good. Huh? <laughs> I'm asking questions. To me, it was just learning because everything was new and different. Yeah. You know, you're now in the temple, and yeah. you know, up to this point, you weren't allowed in the temple. Yeah. And, um, and now you could go. And now I could go, and it. so um, you know, you just feel like you've already committed. Yeah. You know, before you go. So probably the most shocking thing during that temple thing was that finding out that we were going to be gods and goddesses. You hadn't heard that one before. I had not heard that before. Right. And all I could think of through the whole rest of the, the <laughs> temple ceremony was that I don't want to be a god or a goddess. <laughs> when is uh, that going to happen? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know, maybe subconsciously too, it was bringing back my, my upbringing as a Methodist that, you know, there's only one god. Well, if we're going to be gods and goddesses, then there's more than one god. Yeah. And to this point, the Mormon faith was telling me there's only one God. You'd believed that they were mm -hmm. monotheistic. That they were monotheistic, and, yeah. and yet mm -hmm. they, or Christian, as it mm -hmm. were. And now, and now, now they're they find out there's lots mm -hmm. of gods or potential mm -hmm. for gods. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, how long did you persist? In, I mean, you were active now in the church so, for a while. So then it was still just, you know, keep going. You yeah. Know, yeah. Follow the path. You've, you know, you set the course. Yeah. And so then um, it was like six months after that because it was. You know, one of the, the goals was for my husband to be able to bless our baby. Okay. And so, um, well, I guess he had blessed her the year before, but mm -hmm. it was to be sealed. Oh, okay. So then it was like another six months before we were able to all be sealed together. Oh, okay. That was special and experience. And so that I'm was sure. a special experience, yeah. and that we did in the uh, Bountiful Temple. Oh, okay. Now, did you, again, we're kind of getting back to testimony, but did mm -hmm. you ever develop this testimony you were saying of Joseph you Smith? You know, I really tried. There were times when, you know, I was asked for a Relief Society lesson to share, you know, how I 
got my testimony of Joseph Smith. Because everybody and, knew you were a convert, and, of course. Uh, yeah, probably, so, yeah. you know, they were real interested. And um, uh, I just remembered being at a ceiling uh, of uh, one of our nieces. Yeah. And knowing that it just had a good feeling. Yeah. But, you know, the whole room was great. You know, the, the words that were said were wonderful. Yeah. And just thinking to myself that, well... If I could believe in Jesus, what's, uh, and I really enjoy this, you know, sealing these ceremony and these yeah. good feelings, and what's so hard about believing that Joseph Smith was a prophet? Yeah. And so I really tried to convince myself <laughs> that, that that was my, um, kind of my conversion. You feel like you were really mm -hmm. having to work at it, though, mm -hmm. it sounds like. Uh, yeah, I felt <laughs> like I had to really work at it. Mm -hmm. And what was your, how did you feel about the Bible at this point? Was that... Uh, I still loved the Bible. Um, however, I completely was, um, you know, more focused. You know, the focus shifted away from the Bible when mm. I became Mormon. It wasn't... I mean, that's really what I was searching for to begin with. Yeah, but because a, a of this relationship with Jesus mm -hmm, and the Bible, mm -hmm. and you've kind of moved away from that a little mm -hmm, bit, you're thinking. Mm -hmm. And just the wonderful relationship, the family uh, values, yeah. you know, that was what I was really looking for, yeah. too, at that time. And, and that part was, you know, all those needs were being met. Wow. And how long did this last then? Um, gosh, lasted about 13 years. Wow. Mm -hmm. Raising the daughter and mm -hmm. your husband's active and you're active and your primary president, I mm -hmm. understand, and mm -hmm. all other, lots mm -hmm. of other callings, I guess. And mm -hmm. We were very active, yeah. temple goers, you know, kept trying to go to the temple as often as we could yeah. to try and understand it, you know, because people would just keep saying, well, you know, you need to go more often. Did it and, get any better for you? And, um, <laughs> Somewhat. Not really, somewhat, somewhat maybe, you know, it's like yeah. you learn it yeah. a little bit more yeah. uh, so that you're more familiar with it. But yeah. as far as um, feeling like it was helping me develop a testimony, no. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what kind of happens to, to bring you and or your husband out of the church? Mm -hmm. Mostly it was my husband started, um, you know, he had uh, struggled a lot with it when he was a child and then he'd left it and then he'd come yeah. back and he was at that point again where he was struggling with it again. Just any specific and, questions? Um, or? Well, I think again it was, I remember I had been released from my primary calling and, and we actually got to go to Sunday school. So, you know, I was thinking part of it was they kept me so busy that I never was in a Sunday school class <laughs> when they were ever studying the New Testament or the Old Testament. Really? So finally I was in one of these classes and my wow. husband would ask questions that were very legitimate and people would just really um, sidestep it or one of the older priesthood uh, members would um, give their opinion yeah. and then it was a closed conversation. That was it, huh? Yeah, there really <laughs> wasn't discussion back and forth and I think that was part of it too is when I realized that we're not really studying the New Testament, we're studying the Book of Mormon and then it refers to scriptures in the, the New, New Testament, Testament that will support the Book of Mormon. Yeah. And so I think that started, you know, a lot of the, um, my husband at this time had already been questioning. Yeah. And um, they had invited him to be the Sunday school teacher because he always had all these wonderful questions. And so, he's, you <laughs> so know, when, when they gave the him teaching, that, huh? <laughs> offered him that calling, he just said, well, I just can't do that, you know. Really? Well, because he had, so, that was such when he was done. Serious mm -hmm. questions. Huh? Yeah, he had such serious questions and didn't, hadn't been finding the answers that wow. he, you know, wanted. Yeah. And so I think that was one of his 
turning points. And Well, how did you feel about him questioning? Was that uncomfortable for you since you were trying to get this testimony going of the church? Not really. By this time, I think I'm just exhausted. Really? You know, they keep you so busy. Yeah. And um, I just... Um, you know, I was kind of, you know, it had been good for us in terms of family values and, and associations with yeah, people and that sort of thing, and the social life. Yeah. Um, and my biggest concern was, was probably my daughter. It was like just coming up to that realization that, oh my gosh, okay, we've, we've made this change. We moved here to raise her in a Mormon culture, and now we're leaving it because we don't believe in it. Oh, dear. And, you know, it's like a complete flip. Yeah. And... Um, so then I started questioning, um, you know, I, I always thought I kind of knew what I was doing, but then you start questioning, like, do I really know? Yeah. You know? Well, did and you have a specific experience that was kind of a tipped you over the edge, so to speak, or was it a, more of a process? For me, it's more of a process. Um, I remember the last day that I went uh, was just because, again, it was another one of those experiences in Relief Society where... It wasn't really a discussion. It was all um, just one side of it. It's one-sided, okay. yeah. It's like they keep asking you to participate, but they really um, don't want only if you're in agreement with yeah. what they're talking about. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it is interesting. There just isn't a lot of, uh, not a lot of think-for-yourself stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you're, if, you're okay as long as you kind of follow the pattern and follow the, mm -hmm. the prescription. And you mentioned that you had talked to a bishop about the the word atonement, or mm -hmm. about the atonement. What, tell us well, that when we first bit. started um, investigating Mormonism, that was or, or when you know we had thought about, and I'd thought about going shopping. I, that was one of the primary questions in um, in my mind was, well, why did Jesus have to die for us? I don't understand and you that. And the bishop this. And I asked the bishop that, um, and his response was, no one understands it. Oh. It's something we study for life, and it'll be explained, you know, on the other side. But you know, e even I, as bishop, don't understand it. And, oh my and you'll, you know, just you you learn it a little at a time, and you know, <laughs> God will reveal what He wants to to you. You think He was kind of avoiding the question, or did, maybe He didn't understand it really? I, I thinking maybe, back, I think He probably really didn't, didn't understand, understand it. it. Yeah. Well, I think the Mormons mm -hmm. do have a different concept of that atonement mm -hmm. than than a Christian does. So, so tell us now. You're you've come out, uh, mm -hmm. or you and your husband are questioning seriously, and mm -hmm. uh, are you in, interviewed, or someone comes and talks to you, or anything? What happened? No, we're both avid readers, and yeah. my husband. Um, had been, you know, doing a lot of research. Yeah. And so he would share with me different books or okay. articles constantly. Yeah. And um, one of the big turning points was um, Sean McCraney's show. Um, Heart of the Matter. Heart of the yeah. Matter. And, um, you know, he started showing me that. And, I mean, it's just laid out so um, logically. Yeah. And, I don't know, it just seemed to be, a, you know, we, we both started seeming, being able to understand yeah. You know, whereas before I kind of felt like I was in a fog when I kept trying to understand Mormonism and how it really worked and all these little rituals and, yeah. you know, talk of pre-existence and, yeah. and those sort of things. It just didn't really fit or feel comfortable, but yeah. yet I, I didn't question it at the level I should have been yeah. as far as really studying doctrine. Yeah. Well, and I think what you're saying, too, is that you only hear one side of it. And I think that one thing I appreciated about Heart of the Matter was that the topics are, are at least 
the facts are out there and then mm -hmm. you can decide for yourself and go research mm -hmm. and it's well documented usually and then you can find out what's being said and if it's uh, supportable or not. Mm -hmm. So that kind of kept moving you out and eventually you just decided, okay, we're through. Yeah, we now. started attending uh, Bible study with yeah. Sean McCraney okay. and, um, you know, just really, I think, was the joy that came to both of us and that we're finally in the Bible. Yeah, tell, explain that what, difference you know, a little bit. We wanted to do to begin with, and we just kind of got sidetracked for a bunch of years. years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How how is that different? I mean, explain that in the in the book of, or in the church too with the Bible. Um, I guess we touched on it, but right. Some of the you know the stories, the simple versions of stories are shared sometimes. Yeah. Um, and. Um, Names are used, you know, the names of the Bible are all used, but they're yeah. not always um, mean the same thing. Yeah. And not in context, usually, And not in right? context. Yeah. And you, we were always encouraged to read the Book of Mormon, and yeah. we lived with my mother-in-law, and she was a great influence that way. Wow. And so having a young daughter, you know, it was a great role model. Okay, yeah. let's sit down and read the Book of Mormon, and we went through that twice, I think. Yeah. And, um, you know, so we were always... You know, yeah. wrapped up in that rather than in the Bible. Right. Um, how how did you feel about Jesus now as a Christian? As a Christian, oh, it's just overwhelming the the joy and the love. You the, know, I think the grace that He's mm -hmm, offered us, the mm -hmm. free gift, and the um, just finally the <clears throat> you know the the understanding of why He did die for us. And that he was God, he didn't have to mm -hmm. come, and that mm -hmm. he did that for mm -hmm. us because he loves and us. Because we're sinners. Yeah, and we can't you know, do and, it ourselves. You know, I think a lot of us in any of our cultures, we always try to be perfect or yeah. try to be the best we can. And, you know, you, at least I did. I learned at a young age just to pretend everything's always great and fine and, yeah. you know. So you're having a joyous relationship with Jesus now. Joyous and with Jesus, Amy, yes. it's wonderful mm -hmm. that you'd come and share your story with us. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's interesting. We haven't had many converts uh, mm -hmm. being totally convert uh, as mm -hmm. an adult into the church and then go through the temple and be active as you were. And, and, and now you feel... A relationship that you never had before, mm -hmm. right? Well, and as I thought back to troubled times, I would turn to God, and He did answer my prayers. You know, I can you, think of instances. And you probably went through mm -hmm. that just because uh, that's what He needed you to do. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. anyway, Amy, we're grateful that you shared your story with us, and we'll see you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.